Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I am joined by my awesome husband, Otis. Hey. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 14, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. So it's not every day that we find another Jim Henson movie that we have not done. This is a TV, made-for-TV thing, but it did have Kermit the Frog at the beginning and end, but this was a spin-off, well, not, not really a spin-off, it was based on the 1971 children's book, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and which is kind of based on The Gift of the Magi. Now, for the initiate, Gift of the Magi, I'll give you a, a new version of it. So, Katie and I were both poor, and we were thinking of ideas for presents for each other. Now, I lost my leg in the war. <laughs> and... <laughs> so goddamn dumb already. <laughs> this is really dumb. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I lost my leg in the war. <laughs> one of the wars. And Katie... Ooh, and Katie has... She's just gotten over her leukemia, so she doesn't have hair. Now, we're both poor, so I go and sell my leg to buy her a wig. And then she proceeds to get me shoes, a fancy shoe, because I love to skate before I lost my leg. And we look at each other and be like, oh, we were really thinking of each other. But what did I sell? Because I have to get rid of oh. something. Oh, your hair was growing back, and so you, you sold your hair. Oh, I shaved my hair off. Okay. Yeah, something like that. It's it's people that care about each other to the max. Like, people that actually love each, we've love done, each other. We've done a couple of different episodes based on the Gift of the Magi during the Christmas Week Countdown. Uh, in particular, there's a, a Mickey's Christmas, one of the Mickey Christmas movies oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is Gift of the Magi based. And uh, Mickey sells... His harmonica to buy Minnie a a box for her comb or something like that or her brush, and Minnie sells her fancy brush to buy a box for Mickey's harmonica, yeah. and they end up just getting boxes, and now they don't have anything to put in their boxes, and they're both sad at the end. Yeah, that's the gift of the Magi. Yeah. So this film came out 1977, two years before the first Muppet movie, and so. This is still Jim Henson and all his friends working on their craft. And at this point, they've, they've already worked with the Muppets and all their ideas for a little bit. But we get to see a lot of the cool technology that pops up in the Muppet movie. Just like, hey, remember that scene where Kermit is riding his bike and all the other Muppets have bikes? And there's no possible way that a person could be controlling this Muppet on a real bike? Yeah, it's because they actually had... Like machines moving. Is that in the first movie or is that in Muppets Take Manhattan? The t Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, that might have been in. No, the flashback he had in Manhattan was when they were babies. In the first movie, I think. No, no, no. It's not a flashback. There's like a moment where they're all like riding bikes together. I thought they were riding through Central Park in Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay, okay. Then it's Muppets Take Manhattan, I think. which was like two years later. I think. Yeah. So, like I said, the technology of the times. They were awesome in the first Muppet movie where they had Kermit in the driver's seat of a car and they had the puppeteers laying down in the car driving it from a weird angle 
It's just so they can have that scene of Fozzie and Kermit just hauling ass down the street, singing Move It Right Along. So That's a good ass song. Yes, it is. So this story is about Emmett Otter and his ma, named Ma, and they're very poor, and they're trying to get Christmas presents for each other, and they join a battle of the bands, honestly. A talent competition. And it the prize is $50. Back in the, I don't know what time this is supposed to be. I don't think it's supposed to be the 70s in this otter world. If it was the 70s, $50 would be a lot of money. But the way that they talked about it makes it seem like it's closer to the like turn of the century, maybe? Yeah, like a hell of a lot of money. So, yeah. Katie, what did you think about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? It was okay. It's definitely not the same it doesn't have the same um, feel of any of the other Muppet properties because it doesn't have the main cast of characters. And this movie is definitely meant to be more um, heartfelt because it's like a Christmas oh, movie. Yeah. I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol is also a Christmas movie and that one's not very heartfelt. But this one didn't have any people in it. It was all Muppets. And like it was good, but it's definitely more like... Less, it's a lot less funny than you expect it to be, knowing that it's Muppets. Like, and that because it's old-timey, question mark, like, turn-of-the-century time period, I guess, in Otterworld, um, some of the songs are very um, religious-sounding. I don't know if they were necessarily religious songs, but they definitely sound, like, old-timey and religious. So, it's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, but I've learned from... The songs that they usually do, uh, I don't know. It has a little bit of a, a sprinkling of God in it, but it seems like a lot of, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like, black songs or, like, southerny kind of things, which they really like to do. They love their funk. A lot of songs in the Muppet world. It's a lot of funky stuff. I will say the music was composed by Paul Williams. We have dealt with Paul Williams a lot. Now, the episode, one of my favorite things he did, was from Dexter's Laboratory. Good old-fashioned lab song. Paul Williams was the one that taught Dexter that he can make music anywhere. Like in his laboratory with all his gadgets. And he made the song a good old-fashioned love song. I believe that was him. But uh, he did that one song, Touch, with Daft Punk, which is really fucking good. Uh, this is fun. I liked it. Now, it's old as shit, and the songs were good, and they kind of went on a little too long, but it's only 55 minutes, so I, I couldn't complain. If this was, like, a two-hour, like, Muppet movie, I'd be like, fuck, this is kind of long, man. Yeah. But it wasn't even that long, really. So, let's get through the story really goddamn quick. It runs for 55 minutes, and you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon yes. Prime. Amazon Prime. So, Kermit the Frog, he introduces us to Emmett Otter. And while he's talking, we see the River Bottom Gang. And it's just this group of dickheads driving in this, like, sweet-ass car. I'm not going to lie, the car was awesome. And it's a stoat, a lizard, a snake, and a catfish. That's what the guy in the That's water was. was. And Stanley Weasel. And they talk to Kermit. And they're like, hey, look at that toad in the in the ditch. And it's like, hey, I like your scarf, toad. And he's like, I'm a frog. And they take his scarf. I'm like, damn, Kermit just got robbed. And then they just throw it, like, a couple seconds later. And so it's just in the bushes. You know, and Kermit's like, hmm, hmm, 
well, you'll see these bad guys later. Okay, bye. <laughs> and Kermit's gone. I'm like, fight back, you asshole. But Kermit don't got to. He's rich. So we meet up with Emmett and his ma. Well, like I said, named ma. But she is widowed because their father, he was a snake oil salesman. And they talk about this all the time. So snake oil is one of those things that... If you believe in it, it'll make you feel good, but it does nothing. So really. being a snake oil salesman was just an old-timey, nice way of saying that you're a fucking con man. Yeah. Uh, they were selling... These people would often sell, like, elixirs and shit that could cure all your ailments. Um, and it was all just bullshit. Uh, the most... Um, recognizable version of a snake oil salesman that I can think of is uh, the main person, the main guy from fucking uh, the Music Man. Oh, he goes yeah. into that town and he's like, "This town, need- there's a problem in River City, and this town needs a fucking band." And it's you know there was a problem and music did help, but bullshit. And then also uh, the guy from fucking Pete's Dragon who comes into the town and he's selling like medicines and shit. Yeah. Oh, man, he has a fucking great song in Pete's Dragon. But that guy, that's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. (laughs) So we meet up with Emin and his mother. And so they do odd jobs around the community for money. Now, Ma, she does laundry for people that live on the river. And it was actually the mayor's wife, that fox lady, I learned. Uh, She's an asshole. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, there was a... Uh, iron uh, iron burn mark on my sheet, so I'm not paying all this money for this laundry. And, you know, they are very kind to the neighbors, and they're really nice people. Emin and Ma are really good. And they're just trying their best, even though they feel like they're getting kind of cheated out of what they deserve in life. That kind of happens with a lot of poor people. So, while they are window shopping, Ma and Emmett, they think about their dad, and Emmett sees this sweet-ass guitar, and he's like, man, that guitar is neato. It's like the pearl inlays. He's like, I want that. And so Ma's like, fuck, I wish I had the money. It was $40, which might as well have said it was 1000 So as Christmas gets closer and the snow starts to fall on this otter town, <laughs> there's a talent contest, and the grand prize is 50 Dollars. Now, they don't tell each other that they're going to join, because that'd be the smart thing to do, because they both know how to sing and play instruments. That's stupid. Yeah. They separately join. So Emmett really, really thinks about this, because his friends are like, hey, let's make a band, a jug band, which is all just made instruments. Nothing real, you know, got a washboard in a washing tub turned to a bass and got a kazoo. It's that kind of thing. It's all about your voice. But Emmett realizes that all his mother has is that wash tub. That's the only way she makes money. And he's like, I can't destroy it to make a bass. But then he realizes, well, if we win, I can buy her another one. So, you know, thug life. Just like the mom thinks... Well, Emmett does do side projects around the town for extra money. But if I sell the tools, his father's tools, I'll have enough money for a new for dress fabric to make myself a nice little outfit. And then when I win the money, I'll get him a guitar and I'll buy the tools back. So 
thug life. <laughs> they actually leave each other letters saying that, hey, uh, I'll explain why this is missing. So Emmett and his friends team up and they have a pretty sweet ass song about mom's barbecue and the sauce and all this stuff. And it's pretty sweet. And Emmett's a little nervous that they haven't practiced enough, but they practice all day and they're ready. Just like with Ma, she works on her dress. And so it's time for the competition. Now it is what squirrels were doing tumbles. This one, I think it was a stoat. He was playing guitar and he unfortunately does the barbecue song before the jug band can. And so they have to go outside and think up a new song on the fly and work it out. So they actually play and it's a pretty sweet ass song. And Emmett's like, damn, I think we're going to do it. Now, Emmett's mom comes up, and she sings a really sweet song, and it was really good, and everyone's cheering, so, hey, either way, either Emmett or Ma is gonna win, and they'll get the money. Unfortunately, a last-minute entry comes in, and because, you know, no sense of rules here, they should have signed up earlier, but fuck the rules right now, but the River Bottom Gang pop up as a rock and roll band called The Nightmare. Now, they do a song, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little cool, it was different from everything else we heard, and there was a light show, and the catfish was swimming in a tank, and the snake was playing bass, and it was really cool to see, because he was wrapped his body around the bass, and they unfortunately fucking win, the Nightmare wins the 50 bucks, and they're like, ha ha, and they leave, at least they don't fight anybody, they're just like, we're better musically than anyone here, so Emmett and Ma and the band, they walk home together because they live up the river, which is now frozen. So they're walking on the ice. And Ma realizes that the two songs they sang that night can work together. And so they start singing. And Doc Bullfrog, one of the judges, hears their new song and he hires them to play at his restaurant regularly. He actually says, well, if you guys are available, you can start tonight. And... The ma is like, okay, when you say pay regularly, you mean regularly? He's like, yeah, and all the meals are comped. And they're like, holy shit. So we get a good meal, and so dinner is set for us, and we get paid. This is legit. So Emin and Ma and the band, they work together, and they come up with a really special combinated song. And then Kermit is in the crowd watching the band, and he says that Emin and Ma and the band... Get, have a regular job or a regularly happening job and they have food and life is a little bit easier doesn't say happily ever after it just says life gets easier they're still poor as shit but they're happy poor so katie who's your favorite character or your favorite thing about the fuck is this movie called <laughs> emmett otter's jug band christmas emmett otter uh he was just a positive, cute character. He's very similar to Kermit. Like, most leads in Muppet movies are, like, that happy-go-lucky, um, nothing's-gonna-get-me-down kind of person. It's, like, even when Kermit's not the main character, the other main character is always that. Um, and Emmett filled that role perfectly. What about you? I, yeah. Uh, Emmett and all of his friends, I really enjoyed them. Uh, the mom was really upbeat even though with their life there's a scene where they are sliding down the slide that the dad made before he passed away 
and they're having some of the most fun ever. And I was like, this is so sweet and so depressing. Shit, man. And I was watching, like, this is really nice. But they're having so much fun on this slide, this little homemade slide. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they're poor shit. <laughs> oh, man, it's so sad. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character or your least favorite thing about Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I literally wrote, rich old fox bitch. Uh, there is the mayor's wife gets uh, her washing done by Ma Otter and at the beginning of the movie Emmett and Ma get in their boat and they take her clean clothes down the fucking river all the way to her house and when they get there um, fucking this bitch just treats them like shit she doesn't have the money that she owes them which is like for last week and this week and she promises to pay next week and she's just garbage, and I fucking can't with people like that. My least favorite thing, probably that fox lady. Everyone else in the movie had a little more money than the Otter family, but they treated them pretty good. She was like the only person in this movie that treated Emmett and the Ma like really bad. Even the bully group, they were kind of dickheads when they went into the music store. But then they they played music. They were good at what they did. They were just dickheads about it. So they weren't even that bad, really. So, yeah, the that fox, Gretchen Fox, I believe is her name. Yeah. She was absolutely horrible. So, seven-word synopsis. What do you got, Katie? And Muppet Gift of the Magi on River. And then my second one was, we get it. Dad was a con man. They fucking mention that their dad was into snake oil and was selling snake oil like 87 times in this one hour. I'm like, fucking stop. We get it. All right. Mine was, man, this movie is sad as hell. Now, I get that not every story is going to be like, life is going great. Oh, no, this evil elf came out and we gotta stop him and save Christmas. Sometimes just having enough money to survive and, you know, having to sell all your shit to join a a competition to try to get a little more money, that's that's the Christmassy goddamn thing of the story. And I was like, this is so goddamn sad. And they didn't even win. And But they, they realized they were still happy even though they didn't win, but they got a good job. So 50 bucks would have got them so far, but now they have set jobs, and that's better. But Jesus, man, it was so sad. (laughs) And honestly, that ties into a lot of the Muppet movies. You know, at the end of the story, and usually it's always money issues. Now, I'm curious if this is like a Jim Henson thing, but money is always a problem in these stories, And at the end of every Muppet movie, they're like, I think we'll be fine. And the next movie's like, yeah, a couple couple years went by and we ran out of money and we all went our separate ways. I'm like, fuck, man. And they're like, well, time to get everybody together again. They're always poor. So it's just a a running thing with... Life's hard out here when you're made of fur. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. Jim Henson, he's going with the... Man, not everything is nice and happy, man. Like, stuff falls apart. Stuff ends, you know? And just, you gotta enjoy yourself while you're doing it. So, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod, on Facebook at AllentownPresents, or send us an email at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for listening to the 14th episode of our Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye. See ya.